It's 2019, and what does that mean? It's a new year, a new me, and new Sunset Overdrive podcast. Yeah, this year is filled with so much excitement and so many guests, and there's going. it's just going to be amazing. Like, what I have in store for you guys this year is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty sick. So you better prepare yourself. We also got some huge... Um, special episodes coming up it's just guys you got to prepare yourself because 2019 is the year of sunset overdrive california so you better be prepared but in the meanwhile we got two awesome people joining me today we got jay um talking about his work with photography and the making of beats and we got the old companion of the podcast lucetti also joining he's in this, at this very moment, is probably going to be my sidekick. But without further ado, it's time because you're now listening to Sunset Overdrive. Well, yeah. The year has started. Hope everybody had an awesome uh, New Year. Yeah. Um, what did you guys do for New Year? You know, like a lot of people did so many things. I, for one, slept on New Year's Eve. So, like, I basically slept and I woke up into the New Year. It was pretty exciting. Luckily, the next day, I think it was the 2nd of Jan, I went out with a couple of friends. You know, we got to catch up and so on so pretty good i had a pretty good new year although mine was like delayed by a day but you know what did people do you know it's always the case of people going out going to parties drinking and so on like all of those type of things i think you know um it's like the one day new year's eve is always the one day of the of the year where you just go all out, you know, you can party until the the sun rises, you know, and it's one of those chances where you get to let loose and just enjoy yourself and be you at the end of the day. So hopefully, you know, you had a safe um, New Year's party and you came into 2019 feeling awesome, refreshed and ready to take on the world. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool, you know, um. I don't know, you know, right now, what are we on our 56th week of January? Like, God, you know, it's still January, as a lot of people would always like to say. But for me, it isn't about the fact that, you know, it's January. Like, already, um, throughout this year, I'm getting a lot of things done. Um, there's a lot of things that is going to be happening throughout the year. Um, like, it's pretty exciting. And... Um, I'm really looking forward to it, but already thinking about the plan has already made me so tired. Like, I just look at my schedule and I'm like, oh my God, is this it? Is this what I'm really going to be fucking doing? But the best thing about it is that I love it. So it isn't about, you know, me doing this because I'm miserable and I'm tired and so on. As long as I have the love and the passion for doing podcasts, um, I'm just going to make sure I push and work even harder and harder every single you know, episode, you know, to bring you guys episodes because you guys need it. I've, be, I've been quiet. I think my last episode was in December. Yes, I remember. It was in December. Um, I think the first, the second. Sorry if I'm wrong. But yeah, Jesus, that's a fucking long time. So you can imagine. God damn it, I was distracted for a minute and busy rambling and rambling about all of my things. But yes, you know, um, always to produce certain things and... I'm just, I'm really excited to, for this year. Um, like I said, a lot has also been going on throughout January. It's, oh God, it's felt like a whole year already. So much has happened and, you know, I don't know this. It, it feels like it's going to be weird, but it's always the case. You know, time is just a man-made concept. And um, even though we have to use it in our day-to-day -day lives throughout everything, I just, you know, think to myself that 
uh, this year, you know, we always start the year. Some people, when they start the year off badly, it turns out great. Others start the year great and it turns out badly. Others, it's great all around. Others, it's bad all around. But, you know, at least make a change um, for yourself. And like I said, with me, the events that happened throughout January, it's just felt like a whole year to me. And I, and to think to myself, I still have another month. Uh, it's only the second month of the year and already um i'm 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 like damn you know fuck what am i going to do next type of situation but you know it just it just keeps me alive in this instance it really does keep me alive and hopefully now that you know you guys get to see more episodes coming out you won't be bored at work or after school or whatever you guys do you know wherever you listen to my podcast and it's just something that, you know, I'm glad to always be producing to the world. Um, another challenge that also is going to be for me is that I'm going to be doing a lot of stand-up comedy ES this year. Yeah, I know. Probably people from high school already know me, like, doing stand-up comedy. I used to be so shy, but hey, it's a new year, right? It's a new year. It's a new fucking me. So I'm going to definitely do that. <laughs> But it's also going to be exciting to see that as well. Like I'm just I'm just doing things that I love and you know it's always keeping me happy and that's what I wanna do. You know, I just wanna keep on doing that and I also wanna pursue people to also pursue. Yes, that's the word. Pursue people to actually do that, you know, as well, to 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 engage in things that they love doing in you know, you shouldn't I feel like you shouldn't be, you know, brought onto this earth. And be miserable for the rest of your fucking life. It is unfair, you know. You have to do something you love. That if you have to die today, you will die with no regrets. You know, like, hey, I loved a good life. I loved what I loved doing. And that's what I want, you know, people to do at the end of the day. Because we really need that. And we really need that uh, momentum going. You know, we're going to... We just need to see people being happy. We really need that in our lives. The The world needs it. Society needs it. You know, we really need that. And also, if you're going, you know, through depression, my podcast is always here. We're always talking about shit. Sometimes we are real and sometimes we always sidetrack on the main topic. But, you know, we're always talking about shit that's also entertaining. That's also, you know, keeps you from not feeling maybe lonely, depressed and so on. So that's also my aim of my podcast. And Hopefully you're going to be through, who my word, you see what I mean? You see why I say this podcast is perfect for you if you're dealing with depression because I just fucked up a sentence at the moment. But hopefully throughout this whole 2019, you're going to be with me through this journey as well. And I also want to hear about your guys' journey, you know, um, just so much that I want to hear. I always love to get feedback from you guys. So you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just, you know, go on to the Instagram account of Sock, or as it's known, Sunset Overdrive California. Send an email to me. Tell me how you're doing. Even if it's just a, hey, I'm doing great. You know, I'll always try my best to also respond back to you guys because I think it's always great to always um, hear from you guys and hear how's life going. It can be anything. doesn't even matter. But only when you guys are always ready. But... Enough about my rambling, you know, let's get on to the show. Like I said, so we got Jay and Lissiri talking about shit in general, talking a bit about hip-hop, talking about photography as well, talking about a bit of soccer as well. You know, it's it's going to be a great podcast, so let's get on with it. Hey. Yeah, 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 this little light of mine, hey, I'm gonna let it shine, huh, little light of mine, Ooh, I'm gonna let it shine, like homie, don't you see the signs, homie, it is our time, but all you see is dollar signs, nigga, dead present gold mines, but, huh, little light of mine, hey, I'm gonna let it shine. <laughs> no, I don't know why I did that. So, guys, we are here with... On my left, well, he's sitting on my left side. We got, we got, come on. You got Jay Stuyvesant in the house. What? what? And then, 
Yeah, and then yeah, we got him. Uh, well, I I don't know. Once he starts talking, you're gonna hear him. Yeah, you'll yeah, know. You'll know who it you'll is. Know. Yeah, if you know, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey. Is hey. that gonna be your interest from now on? If you know, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I'm thinking of the Pusha T song now. <laughs> Pusha dropped actually one of the best projects last year. Uh, for real, bro. Uh, for real. Yo, bro. Like, I still, I still actually. Tape. Hey, but I think the only reason I look at it and still like, see it as dope as I do is because of the fact that there's not like real hip hop to look around to anymore. Or let me not say real hip hop. There's no. Boom bap type rappers who can actually still convey this like this this texture of luxury like luxury yeah, street luxury raps. Yeah. The way that he puts it. But I think in a way it's also not that they aren't, right? But mm. now of course we flatter with so much on a daily basis. It's very hard for those things to stick out. So it's mm. not like they aren't the rappers that can rap like that. But because your tra- your, the trappers or bubblegum rappers or whatever those are the ones they, being given all the attention they've got the following yeah that's the thing right the, yeah. that kid has the following so he's got say 100k followers on, on SoundCloud or whatever and then your boom bap guy as dope as he is probably only has like a thousand followers mm. that's the thing so man. no one is gonna wanna hear that unless you know the guy Mm. It's like yeah, but I I trust this guy's raps. Yeah, hence I'm like like Pusha T. Yeah, it's still very relevant to me because I know him. There's a lot of dope people who are out there who went like you know brought to the spotlight, but yeah, yeah, it's, so it's the people in, in yeah, case. people in your vicinity or the people that you can actually see in the limelight. Like okay, Pusha's doing dope, mm. and for a guy to be rapping about one topic for so long that and not get irritating <laughs> to be doing it for so long yeah. it's like what your little Wayne does right future pusher Wayne right the guys that can rap about say one consistent topic but in so many different lights mm. always find a new way to speak about that one topic obviously we know with pusher the drugs yeah obviously with future oh, yeah drugs tra- the trapping to the the codeine and all that stuff mm. and with Wayne obviously the pussy <laughs> but <laughs> but the way I think it's I remember listening to the rodeo by uh, that show with Scoop and Scoop and uh, Buntle mm-hmm. yeah where they were spe- where Scoop was saying Wayne is considered dope because he always finds new ways to say old things true that's actually and that's something say he he Drake picked up on and he picked up on it really quick. So that was also what made Drake stick out in the beginning. Mm. Where like, who's this kid with such like a vast vocab? Like, he's using words that we know, but in a different light. Yeah, we're not expecting to he's, hear it like he's that. expanding your vocab in a way. But it's like, I, but I know that. Mm. Right? He doesn't have to come say bombard you with say bombastic words, but rather the simplicity of the difference. You say maybe different uh, the way he uses his similes, his metaphors. Like, oh, but. I never thought about it that way. Mm. It's something that but I, I could have said that. Shit, that's yeah. true. And that's how you can define like when AKA was saying how you define like good music. Mm. Something you think. Why did I think of that? True. Right. It's like that. What's that song with DJ Khaled and um, DJ Khaled, Rihanna, and Bryson Tiller? Mm. Wild thoughts. Wild thoughts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Doom, 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 doom. That beat with um that they took from who's that guy? Santana. Mm. Uh, Maria Maria songs like wait what anyone anyone could have used that sample it's like for them to use that it's like I could have did that it's like you think like it's a hit it was, it was a hit during its time you think, eh, I should have done that yeah so uh, basically like for example I know with Jay right you basically you do beats and you do photography so I'll talk about the two the yeah. first one we'll talk about is with beats. How Lissetti made us uh, come to that, I have no idea. But at least he got it to mm. the question. So yeah, yeah. the first thing is with you. How do you feel that, you know, constantly with me, right? When I hear a certain beat, we know that a beat of a song makes the song. You know, that's what makes the song. Mm. A lot of people only later on decide that they will listen to the lyrics. But, okay, we're going to start with you, like we say, Jay. Is that how do you feel that from sometimes, like me... 
would actually listen to a certain beat and it would maybe sound similar or somebody sampling through another person's beat and so on. Like, how do you feel that people, are, um, you know, especially huge artists can decide to take somebody's beat, make it theirs and so on, or something might sound similar to maybe your original beat? Like, how do you end up, you know, dealing with that in general? Honestly, like, if it's straight sample, then yeah, suing happens. You Serious. Know? So, what would be straight sampling like? Like, you see, um, this song, "Bondoga Bitcha," dun, 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 the original. Casper's done Mambuch. that. Mambuch. Yeah, Mambuch by TKZ here. Yeah, Casper basically took the song and remade it okay. and he put his own spin to it. Yeah, mm. but they obviously had to have permission to be able to do that. Okay, yeah. from. From uh, from either the record label or the artists themselves, whoever he can Owns get like the legal, masters, yeah. yeah. And yeah, dog, like that that that's my definition of street sampling. But it's either that or like you end up by by some coincidence. No, let me say coincidence. You end up making it and it sounds eerily similar to a song that's already known. Okay. But I believe that, uh, dog. Nothing's new under the sun, bro. You know, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, like there's nothing new. Everything bro. just goes in cycles, bro. When this thing is over, it'll be used in the next twenty years by your kids, and you're gonna be like, ha ha ha. They used to do the exact same thing, like yeah. in my day. Yeah, yeah for example, with the whole this way. with the whole um, Hollywood remaking movies. I mean, this year we have The Lion King. What other remakes do we have? You know, Mowgli, the Jungle mm-hmm. Book, Aladdin, yeah, yeah, yeah is also coming up, but they're also doing it um, live action type of thing, and obviously because it's their uh, Disney, it's their own company and so on, mm-hmm. they feel like they're allowed to make remakes. Yeah, by, so by, by, for by all means, if they came up with, yeah, it. well, it's yeah. theirs, it's original. So now that it's a live adaptation of it, it's like okay, cool. Especially with the Lion King, we're all sitting here like. Is it live ad- um, adaptation or is it still animation? There's still that debate that they're still going on. Yeah, so basically... Will, will it be on par with like the original? That's the thing. Uh, uh, never. Me as a kid, never. The Can only you? thing that could upstage, you know, my my upbringing of like Lion King, the cartoon version, would be like the the voices that are being played now because they're so iconic and like renowned. They know yeah, that's by the, the kids. That's the voice you, you know? grew up on. Yeah. Yeah, but at least James L. Jones still um, is alive to still reprise his role in the new uh, Lion King movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah, there's still there's a few um, comeback kids I'll call them that are coming back there for the film. So, but like you say, it'll never be the same as you first saw it with the animation. Yeah, but it's also a very tr- tricky thing, right? Because when you think about it, it's like. Nothing's ever gonna beat the music you grew up on. Exactly. That that's the thing. Right. Like, I feel like of the certain memories that it, it has the for nostalgia yeah. to it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So now you're thinking like, ish, when you when I was a kid when I was watching this, this, what, what was going on, mm. and then you attach certain emotions to it. Like, nah, nothing's gonna top that. Yeah. I mean, even right. if something does like, what, the, what's this? The comic books are doing now. Mm what Marvel and DC are doing, say, in terms of the movies they're dropping. You, when you see a character, you want to see that person look like the guy you envision within the comics. Yeah. Just like we can, we can always say, when you look at Thor, you're like, nah, Thor looks like Thor, Thor. from the comics. Yeah. Or so-and-so, yeah, Captain looks like Captain. Or with the new Aquaman, when you look at, say, uh, hey, but that's a Jason. Huge change, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, he, he looks, yeah, I'll compare to, yeah, that, now that Aquaman in the comic books looks swag, though. <laughs> ah, then niggas out here running that seahorse like, right, nah, niggas. Jason looks way better. No, but that was because Aquaman was always made fun of. He's always considered an inferior superhero, you yeah. know, because they always make fun of him. Oh, the superhero that talks to fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're not even gonna bother. That's your superpower. Like, just leave it there already. So I think that's why when Jason had to, when they had to do the live adaptation, they had to make sure he's the perfect one so that everybody can see it because they've achieved that with yeah. DC I won't lie that he, he looks the part like he, like legit. he looks like a hero like yeah a so now when you come and yeah. diss him like yo he talks to fish everybody's like well we don't mind he still looks like a hero to us like exactly oh, okay cool 
But then, uh, before we get sidetracked, we're always getting sidetracked. Yeah, okay, the beats, the beats. The yeah. beats. So coming back to what we were saying that there's nothing new under the sun. Mm. You yeah. know, you're saying that um, towards this, it's that we're always resampling everybody's beats you mm. know, in the music industry. Like, for me, bro, the only thing... Okay, this is a personal like point of view, right? The only thing I don't like is when you take something from the past and literally regurgitate it. Firstly, because I always chill there like, fuck, I could have done that. Exactly. Or you could like be chilling there on some, why didn't you do this, that, and that too? Why didn't you like spice it up? Yeah, I, I like give it a new spin. Yeah, yeah make it, it sound it. like something brand new. Yeah. That's my take on it. Be inspired by it. Yes. Like, don't, don't be used. Don't reuse the actual yeah. thing and then mm-hmm. just yeah. repackage it and say, nah, this is the new stuff and then it sounds exactly like the old one. Like, no, I get it. No, it, it it does make sense to uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's then it's like don't don't touch it if you can't make it better than better. what you found. Thank yeah, you. All right, that's, that's all right, all right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. To be honest, and then perfect words, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what actually made you, you know, go into making beats at the end of the day? You know, Jay. <laughs> like, what did you decide to wake up one day and were like, hey? I'm gonna make beats. Like I'm gonna make beats. I'm gonna go in there. I like this, and then I'm gonna make as old people usually like to call it doof doof music. The mom literally calls it that. What's wrong with you? Why are you playing that kind of doof doof music? But then, what made you wake up to do that? You know, did you like wake up or you were like nah? Funny enough, yeah, I think it was. Like, when I did take initiative to actually start off, it was one of those, yeah, I'm going to start making beats. But I've always liked music. I was into poetry before I started rapping. Uh, after I got into rapping is when I started doing beats, which is like sixth grade. Oh, okay. This was okay. The f- like, I couldn't, like, really construct an entire song the way I can now. But the way I used to approach it was, I'm going to play with... I used to use Fruity Loops. I'm gonna play with it until I'm like, you know, tired. Yeah. And then just keep trying to build on it each day. Until something sticks. Yeah, exactly. And then with your side, coming back to you, Lucid, as a, you know, a rapper and so on. Yeah. Do you think they're important, you know, to making beats? Because at the end of the day. um, With the producer. Okay, yeah, the producer. Very. Because every single time, you know, we always look at the rappers. We always give crap, uh, credit to the rappers. We always do this. Obviously, if you're in the music industry, you know that the producers are the ones that you know bring the rappers. If you understand your hip hop, you know mm-hmm. hip hop began solely from it's always a DJ's ahead, right? And then <laughs> the the rappers would be the MC part would come in cause they backing up the DJ. Yeah, they were basically like hype men for the DJ. Exactly. DJ just do his thing on the decks and then come through with your funky fresh phrases and yeah. words. But the life of the party was always a DJ. Mm-hmm. Until it got say to to a point where it had like a gradual shift. And then it's like, okay, now the stars are obviously now the rappers. Mm. They're in front of the cameras. They're the ones uh, playing with the words and all that. It's so like, okay. So people don't understand. It's very important to have a dope producer. True. Mm. Very it's like, true. Perfect example. Drake in 40. Hish. Do you think Drake would be where he is now without 40? Yeah, well. <laughs> right. It is, it's, no. very, it's a very tricky line to say, to live on ifs and maybes, but... Now, I believe he could have made it, but not, but not, not to the point where he's at today. You check Because like, of the, the understanding that 40 has yes. with Drake. They so have, he, he knows exactly what to say, what type of beat listening to thrives under. Mm. Like if I give him this type of beat I know He's gonna snap on this mm. We know if, When Boy Wonder comes with these beats Drake snaps on those Like 40 has the emotional beats Where Drake is all emotional It's like yeah Nigga um, Your Marvin's Rooms mm. All mm. those Those mellow Mellow feelings uh, I'm in my feelings type of tracks yeah. Right And then Boy Wonder would come Whenever we want those diss tracks Those hard hitters Top banger The one that's gonna play that this song that he sends out to you, yeah. but it's still played in the like cloud. Boom back, nigga. Yo, yo, <laughs> you're five aim in Toronto's. Mm. Yo, what was that song again? Too rich for who? You're just gonna yeah. You know, Boy yeah. Wonder's on the beat. 
Mm. You, you know, whenever you, Drake is in his bag in that type of sense, boy wonder. Word. You Word. Come, so you even know, okay, this type of beat, like, nah, that's 40. Like when you hear a beat like uh, Jaded, in a way. Mm. You always know, okay, 40 had a hand in that. For sure, because for, one thing that I've learned is, like, 40 wouldn't be who he is today if it wasn't for Drake. And likewise, yeah, Drake. They, they need mm. each other. 40 could, like, he understood that, okay, I can use this guy's, you know, vocal qualities in this manner yeah. and have it come out exactly how I imagined. Exactly. Drake also guards that if I step into this room and 40 throws this beat on, I know there'll always be something that I can do on it. Yeah. And it'll be something out of the normal. It'll be extraordinary, actually. Yeah. You know, they've got that, that working relationship. Yeah, the chemistry, right? Yeah. Like, uh, say, you talk to Dre and you're, you're Snoop, right? Yeah. With Dr. Dre, like, as a producer, he's always able to, say, find those guys, your, your Tupacs, your Eminems, your 50s, Kendrick. He just got Anderson, Anderson Peck now. Anderson Peck. Yeah, he signed right. under Aftermath. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He's in the Aftermath? Yeah. Oh, snap. I thought he was just under, what's this thing? Uh... A company. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the record label. Yeah, Interscope. Oh, yeah, Interscope. Yeah. 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 Uh, Interscope, yeah. Now, Interscope is amazing as well. He's and... Who's this? Um, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy what's this guy's name again? Jimmy... Jimmy Ivy. Ivy. Yes. I just, I just love... No, I was just loving how we were thinking and it was just quiet and you're just hearing the birds for that few seconds. Mm, yeah. And you were like, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah, that type of moment. Jimmy Ivy, yeah, and, that Jewish guy. Oh. <laughs> that Jewish guy, you have to be specific with that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Thanks, money. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wow. say that. I didn't say that. Well, it's recorded. It was, it was, the, it was the bird. It was the it bird. Was bird. It was the bird. Yeah. We're going to play back that, right? We're going to play back <laughs> that. But then um, another thing that I do want to mention with it is that how are you handling it, though? You know, being that type of a producer, right? Mm. Perfect name for it, right? Yes, a producer. Producer, yeah. How, how, how are you handling it through like day-to-day life? Being a producer or like just like the type of producer I am? Hmm. Both. Okay, being a producer, ah, taking it day by day, man, because every day, like, there's a new artist born, dude. Like, literally, there's a kid being birthed who's going to be one of the greatest musicians of our time, whether or their time. Yeah. Whether it's for a year, 10 years, 20 years, there's a kid being born right now. And also, like, there's always new content coming out. So. All I can do in that sense is like just keep, keep like producing what I produce and and actually try and push it to the right people, you know, okay. yeah, yeah. and get it to the people who actually want to hear it rather than trying to force everybody to to be on what I'm making. You know? Yeah, no, and, no, no, I understand. And then, oh, yeah. okay, no, yeah, me being a producer that I am or the type of producer I am. I'm just rubbing my, my hands to hear this type of answer, you know. I, I need to hear it though, but yeah. Yeah, like, it's hectic. I won't lie. Like, especially when you're not really going with the mainstream vibe and doing exactly what everyone else is doing just to get on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not easy. But if you're really serious about it, you'll commit and create the, the craft rather than, you know, just like doing it for the sake of doing it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no I understand I understand yeah, yeah. that's no. just how I see things man how I do things no I, I, I get it I mean also being like a day to day type of you know podcaster you know always meeting new personalities always interacting with different people mm. it's also amazing so to see something like you know with Ulysses you know being out there being a rapper yeah, getting yeah. to write your type of stories on a paper mm-hmm. and express it to the world and then you bring in that upbeat and you know like it's like you work together to yeah. bring out a story because mm-hmm. a lot of people just like a movie don't understand that it requires a team you know maybe the director or the writers you know were the head of that pro of, of that project the team, yeah. but at the end of the day they couldn't have done it with so many people with the cinematographers and so on and that's what's great about, you know, 
you guys in your field as well. Yeah. Mm. And to try and push in any field music. basically. Yeah, with any field yeah. actually. Let me not discredit it. You can't, you can't make it field. alone, bro. Yeah, no, like, I can't. Like what you say and what Kanye was saying, right? He's like, Do you think you and your producer are gonna beat Adele and her team at the Grammys? Exactly. Like you you and your one producer, do you really think where Adele says has a team of writers, PR team, marketing shit, everything is, is working hand in hand to make to ensure that machine runs smoothly. Exactly. Yeah, true. And then you and your producer who say made just that one type of beat, you think you're gonna outrun that? Where she's got so many people who are bringing beats to have that album not sound say monotonous. Mm. In a way, obviously she she has a, a style that she works with, right? But it's to try and ensure that the music doesn't sound the same throughout. Mm. Yes, we know she sings. Obviously, she won't sing this type of song and she won't do this type of music. But whatever she's making in, in terms of the, the pop, that pop music that she's making mm-hmm. is gonna sound very different. Even though it has mm-hmm. say Adele signature. Yeah. Right. That, okay, this is Adele. But it doesn't have to sound like that last song. Yeah, but it's crazy, eh? Like when I actually think about it, how these really big renowned artists with the team yeah. actually end up having this style this feel and the team actually embodies this person's style and keeps it in mind whenever they're doing this yeah. and doing that they keep it in mind that this is how she would approach this or mm. this is how we'd like to see her approach it or the best way she could approach it rather yeah you know as a collective mindset you see mm-hmm. where I think someone is one of my niggas right uh, therefore he's speaking about it on twitter right mm-hmm. where he's like I think is it who's this director again uh, for the hateful eight oh Tarantino Tarantino right yeah. where he's like Tarantino after not hateful eight what's that movie Django um, Unchained Django, Django okay, Unchained yeah, okay. all the movies that followed from Django Unchained have a different feel compared to when you're, when you're watching say your pop fiction mm. your Kill Bills that's a fact someone on his team I think died oh right. you know who would okay I'll, I'll come back to this so one of his um, okay I'm not gonna be 100% but I remember I did read upon this mm. one of his I think editorial team or so on you're right yeah. he did he, he was, he's been working with Tarantino Ooh, from quite a long time I think all the way to Pulp Fiction like I'm sorry if I'm wrong or so on I don't yeah, get yeah. the facts 100% yeah, but but we know someone died yeah, but, but he's someone. been yes he's been working through there um, there were times the uh, yes from the editorial team is that when they would do a shot they would even say their name and so on because he's been in the team for uh, so uh, for a very long time yeah, so and he eventually like you said the guy. died you know uh, this person died and so on. So the minute when, for example, after Django Unchained, it was the Hateful Eight. Yeah. You know. Uh, even, even he's like I think from Django, from Django to Hateful Eight to all the movie. I think the movie that ended with that say how Tarantino would usually make those movies would be Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. And then from that, yes, Django yes, and everything yes. else that follows, right? That proceeds that would be. It's like no, that this feels different. Just like with Nolan, Nolan loves working with Hans his Zilla. set of actors, especially mm. Hans right? Zilla, Now Hans Zilla always on the squad, yeah, right? Like now also you're looking say at uh, your Michael Caine, your Michael Caine. Uh, who else? That guy that's on uh, Mr. Charles. The guy that's Mr. Charles on. Um, not it's not Interstellar. No, there could be a lot though. Uh, hey. What's that movie with the with the dreams Inception? The guy that plays no. Mr. Charles. The guy who they're supposed to penetrate his mind, who they're looking for. Okay, I know he's. Oh, yes, he was in guy. Dunkirk as well. Yeah, yes, he's I in Dunkirk. He's always in, like, a lot of the times, they're always in that movie. Mm. Like, you, you know, these actors usually act with this with director. Because even in, say, uh, Dark Knight, in the, the, the Batman trilogy, he was there. Jake then say even in other movies no oh here's this guy yeah, he doesn't say have the same role or important lead yeah, but yeah. the the, the usually come across the same faces such so as like you said with Tom Hardy he was in the Dark Knight playing as Bane and then he's in Dunkirk Michael was it again Michael Caine Michael Caine was in The Prestige was in Inception was in Interstellar oh, Christian Bale in, as well Christian Bale was in Prestige and the Dark Knight trilogy 
and you know so so on and you could see christopher nolan started this way back i think when he started with the dark knight that's when he started now sticking to certain actors where they should act in different yeah. parts and and hathaway was in the dark knight and in uh, interstellar, interstellar as well yeah so you can see how it is i think from 2006 onwards he started being comfortable and he finally had a team yeah. so you and know how you work with those particular people because because, you know, because his uh, because his earlier work such as you know um uh oh wow now that i'm doing you know we're recording it's like we've forgotten the names of his prestige movies. came before dark Knight, right yeah no it became before came, the came dark before the trilogy but i'm thinking of his earlier movies such as memento and so on yeah he has different you you can feel it's different yeah. you know you can feel that even though it's still christopher nolan it's yeah. still oh it's trippy or wow it's very good type of thing there's still that period got into that of, rhythm. of you know it's, it's, it's like it, it doesn't feel like yeah, him yeah. these are these are still the experimental yeah, you haven't movies. got the ball rolling and once it starts rolling like you want to keep that momentum mm. check me so it's like a lot of the time you ha- you know so and so does this well so and so does this. so you keep those people around you get where you, you know this guy's always your go-to guy for this so that's how it would be as well for you know being also in the music industry music. Mm. you always have to keep the go-to guy and probably everybody that's listening is probably like uh, uh loisa is lisetti your go-to guy it's like yeah it's, he's, yeah he's in almost now every yeah, podcast yeah, so that he wants most to of the be. podcasts like yeah. yeah this guy's around yeah he's Check. around because mm. of say the type of chemistry we know we have it's like nah convos just roll off yeah where it's like it's not, it doesn't feel like, Ish, what are you going to speak about now what did it say in the paper? What did you write there? Uh, I don't know. The paper says something else, and then you just hear the crumbling <laughs> And we're like, oh my god, yeah. we're panicking. Type of so thing. say, we wrote down, say, okay, we're going to discuss. Because we don't want to say, go overboard in terms of the topics we speak about, or because of the limited amount of time that we have. Mm. It's like, okay, we're going to speak, say, about this, 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 and that. And then obviously, we're going to keep on straying, but it's like, no, but remember, this is what happens, say, during the week, mm. just to keep everyone on board of okay or Kelly there was that documentary that dropped oh, okay what are your thoughts on that then we speak on that then ah oh, did you see uh, what happened in the Premier League during the weekend mm. then you see just those service say reminders in a way of what we knew we were going to speak about but just to remind you so even when we do off track it's like no no just bring it back come back here <laughs> bring it back but by the way what happened in the Premier League <laughs> Soccer happened. <laughs> Arsenal beat Chelsea 2 0. Oh, okay. That's that's something. That celebration by Lacuzet. That is, at the end of the day, that is oh, something. Do celebration. That, what, why are you walking? What, what is happening, Jay? Chelsea fan. Chelsea fan? Can we continue the conversation? All right. <laughs> He's a Chelsea fan. We've gotten the answer. And Damn. then, so that we don't get too sidetracked to it. Yeah, Coming. Speak, sorry about speaking about soccer. Wow. Did you see Mourinho's interviews? No. What is he saying? Yeah, now? Where, where he's not say taking the blame of say what happened at Man U and you actually can't put all the blame yes he's wrong right? but you actually can't put all the blame of say why Man U weren't playing the way they did under Mourinho right because mm-hmm. now it's like what he was saying was that when every single say team that Pip was at now when he's speaking say particularly at Man City or club being at uh, Liverpool when they splashed out and how much did they spent for like for Virgil van Dijk? I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, I think he's the world's most expensive defender now, right? How much they paid for him. And he's like, those they got what they wanted, what they asked for. Even though if it means like he's gonna get rid of three fullbacks to buy another three. That's what Beb did. Like, okay, I don't want these three anymore, I want these three. Mm. He's like now the board supports that. He's like in a way he felt that he wasn't getting that full on support. But now, because he's the guy that we see in front of us, of course we're going to point fingers and say, hey, look, it's him. Mm. And being Mourinho, he's like the most crucified coach. Because uh, of his ego. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I was about to say that. Like, ah, dude, like, you can't blame us. Yeah, <laughs> the dude is can't. like... <laughs> you can't, you really can't. He's really him. cool. Like, he's a cool character. But like. <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying? It's like, no one gives Mourinho his props. His props, yeah. in a way. Fact. Right? Because I'm saying... If you look at Chelsea before the Mourinho era, hey, guys, let's stop talking about chess. Because <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying cause yeah, but like yeah, when you think about say it was Premier League say before even Manu before Sir Alex got to Manu, mm. right? It was Liverpool was running it. Liverpool oh. was running England. Mm. When Sir Alex got there, he's like I want to knock Liverpool off their flipping perch. 
Liverpool have not won the league since like 1980s, the late 1980s. They've not touched the league. Of course, Sir Alex was there. Yeah. Right? So it was always to say Sir Alex and and Arsene Wenger. Uh And then it was that two-horse race until Chelsea came into the mold with Mourinho and Abramovich. It was like, whoa. And then then they they took, gradually took Arsenal out the picture. Mm. There was now a two-horse race between... Chelsea, Chelsea and Man, yeah, right? Yeah. That whole the Mourinho and yeah, Fergie so, yeah. type of era, right? Where Arsenal also hadn't won say a trophy since like two thousand four, since the Invincibles. Jiggins mm. like only Man also went through that bump because now they had that one guy that was there for like over twenty five years. So yeah. obviously the shift is gonna be yeah very like big. The mentality exactly. He he's basically ingrained himself within the club and his history and how. The club operates. Yeah, he's like a limb to the club. Exactly. So you do you lose that guy, obviously things are gonna go very differently. Mm. Right. So that's what yeah. he was saying, is like now you look at a guy like Jurgen Klopp, right? Yeah. Who I'm not taking any way that's what Mourinho was saying, not taking anything away from this guy. I had a one say a trophy in say one and a half years. Mm. Right. And now I'm being crucified by the media. This guy hasn't Ego. won a trophy in how long? Ego. Okay, right. Yeah. But now yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's very egotistical, but it's facts. That's the thing. Those are facts. People don't want to hear the truth, though, bro. Like, and people that, want to be smothered with, like, you know, lies and nonsense. It's like, as, as as dope as Klopp's teams are playing, my nigga, where the trophies at? Mm. Right? Where a lot of guys on, on, on Twitter, like, that I follow would be like, but this guy's a choker. Sure, you're playing dope football, but my nigga, where the trophies to show mm. that you've done one, two, three. Yeah, the numbers don't lie. You see, like, yeah, don't lie. have your 80% position. If you lose the match, what, what are you going to tell me? Yeah, I was always so pissed off about that. Yeah, 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 but we, we had 80% position. Nigga, we won the match. <laughs> Case closed. You've lost. What are you going to say? Yeah, you can't, can't say, say anything. anything. <laughs> done. Done and dusted. You check, it's like, yeah, it's only in a few positions where you can say okay that the talent or this and that outnumbers where they were comparing say Mo Salah and Neymar mm. I were like nah no, dope. Salah's dope but yeah he is no Neymar bro yeah, he, he, he is no Neymar bro because talent wise Neymar's the guy that I'll rate just behind say taking Ronaldo and Messi out the equation mm. talent wise he's at the forefront with the new generation true he's the most talented kid from say the 90s generation. Yeah, who's playing this guy right now. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Right? He, I thought, all the way, actually. Eh? It's kind of like now looking at it from stats-wise, we're obviously going to say Ronaldinho, Messi, the GOATs. But yeah. if we look at it, say, from a talent type of angle, I'd rate Ronaldinho the better player, talent-wise. Yeah. Right, where one of my niggas, uh, like one of the guys I also follow on Twitter, Frank, was saying, we could even say, historically... I could even rate Ronaldinho number one, talent-wise. Yeah, but makes sense. Have you ever seen anybody else do what that guy does with the ball? With the ball, yo, dude, that guy makes magic happen with the ball touches his feet. He makes it look easy. He makes it look fun. You watch. It's like you watch Ronaldinho play, and you think, "Hey, I can do that." So it's very easy for the Nike ads when Ronaldinho was still playing for them to use this guy. You see this guy like, "Chap, I want to go try that." <laughs> so you'd see while we're playing a nigga wanna ish I wanna try that Ronaldinho trick that juggle real quick you check me but now it, it inspires niggas to to move up like bump bump your work up you see, but it's true. where it's like someone will say even before the Messi and Ronaldo era uh. where people try to downplay it no one is scoring 50 goals and more a season my guy we're completely content with guys scoring 20 goals yeah, which is happening here in South Af- yeah. in the South African league. Aye, know. but those niggas are only niggas aren't even reaching fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying which the highest he would go is twenty. It's like whoa. Yeah, nah, it was like yeah. yeah. Like, but I'm like saying really that, that was like the average that side. Uh-huh. Like thirty was a lot. Like you were thirty well. Yeah, nice. But twenty is like okay, that's dope, good. But we want that because I'm saying if you're playing, it's twenty teams, right? So you're gonna play obviously like thirty eight matches. So obviously, if you can score, say, a goal every second match, then we're expecting, obviously, your stats to go at a, at a certain level. You're obviously yeah, going to have to score, say, an average of, say, 19 goals a season if you're scoring a goal every second game. Yeah, yeah it makes yeah. sense, yeah. So now, 
throw Messi and Ronaldo in the equation from say the moment these guys were, te- were teens up till now. Mm. These niggas have been consistent. Yeah, they've been yo, dude. Like they brought different aspects to the game and they kept it normal. They made it normal. Bro, watching that's insane. I think someone uh, like I was saying uh, on when Frank and then therefore speaking about say Messi right over the weekend, right? Mm. Where someone's like, okay so-and-so did like a dope solo move a dope solo run it's like yeah that, that's dope but i've seen messi do that like 20 times <laughs> he's, he's been doing that mm. and now looking from people who don't know say a few generations you try and describe messi would sound as if messi was playing with people who couldn't play true but he was just that good mm. messi and ronaldo having off seasons are still better than majority of the league yeah like during the off season these guys still clock over 40 goals it's crazy it's still very hard to and pick. that's their off season remember that yeah. it's still very hard to pick like okay who had a better season? okay take Mason and all of the equation take mm-hmm. them out yeah no Salah had a dope season how many goals did he score well last season uh yeah so far he scored I think 16 in the league oh okay yeah wow compared to Messi and Ronaldo that is wow um okay <laughs> and that's dope yeah. now Messi's like leading in both assists and goals yeah it makes sense so it's like and this thing was like injured wasn't he injured <laughs> this thing came back and picked it off what? from as if it, nothing was happening this guy's like 30 where you look at our players like what what Dick Dick was like same age as Ronaldo <sighs> bro it was like ah oh, my guy Oh man, the soccer talk. I love yeah, it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, man. I bet uh, some people are like, wow, that was a sidetrack in our half, though. <laughs> hey man, you can't have a oh. podcast without soccer, bro. Oh. <laughs> we need the sports banter. What do you feel? How do you think the American view, um, listeners always think to themselves when they're listening? They're like, oh my god, soccer. soccer. This, 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 uh, this sport sucks. We want to hear about football. No, we don't. We know yeah, but, uh, but stats-wise, <laughs> they can't it. even call a sport football compared to, say, soccer being the original football. Mm-hmm. Right? Where ah, on a final, right? A final like the Super Bowl. Mm. Where, say, a hundred and something million people are watching the Super Bowl. The final. And then comes a regular match during the season. It's not a final. It's not a qualification game. It's, Next, not, it's just a league game. A league game. Which was what Barcelona and Real Madrid yeah. would have like four to five hundred million viewers. Mm. I- imagine that very same match, Champions League final. What would the stats look like? Be? And imagine how Somehow, much. Somehow, like, there's gonna be a billion people with a TV now. <laughs> yeah, not even. The, uh, we're thinking about. Let's think about the recent one, which is before we get too much sidetracked, is a World Cup final. Mm. A World Cup final actually almost reaches a billion. Uh, viewers watching on that day, no matter where you are, you're gonna I try actually, your way I to find. I actually believe it's more than that, hey. Americans, yeah. just, Americans, Americans, Americans just know how to hype up their sports. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the only they thing. They know how to hype up their sports. They know how to hype up anything. That's what Americans are good at. Like perfect hype people. The propaganda boy. But another thing that I do uh, wanted to talk to you about, Jay, was your photography. You know, how long have you been doing it, though, for, for right now? Well, I'd say two years, bro. So it's been like two years. Like, proper deciding to, okay, let me take nice pictures, not just like a picture. Just, oh, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been two years now. Has it been two years? Yeah. Looking to go pro, though? Uh, I'd like to have it as a professional skill. I okay. don't mind going pro either. All right. Yeah. But, like, it's just something I need to have under my belt. Yeah. Like, I... It's, it's like, you don't want to be following one career path your whole life. Yeah. And then... Uh, the mundane lives well, of This that, can't yeah. be the only thing That you always want to be doing. Yeah. yeah. No, this can't that. be all that I'm sent here for. Yeah, if, if I feel like I want to go take pictures, I want to be able to do that. I don't yeah. know. You have to make beats to put food on the table. Exactly. Or you have to do this to put food on the table. I do yeah, get it. Yeah. I do get it. Must be able to, like, you know, have options. I mean... I feel like a lot of us on this planet are very talented mm. and we're just not exposed to the fact that we could possibly have a greater talent than we might anticipate to think yeah, right, yeah. I really thought that okay this is just gonna be like pff, side hustle just to take pictures and get money until people actually came through and they looked at the pictures and they're like God we love your shots yo this is we can do something with this this is great it's yeah. like for real I didn't even put effort into it 
ah, more, more of the reason to actually do it then, dude. Yeah. And ever since then, I was like, yeah, this is actually crazy because it's it's something I never knew I could have done. But as soon as it was tried or attempted at least, it was discovered that, hey, man, this is something that, that works, that I do that works, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I and get it. A lot of us in show, like, we have hidden talents that we don't know of yet. Yeah. We just have to tap into that energy and, like, you know, see, okay, pick up the headphones, CDJs, DJ now, yar, this thing is fine. You see? Niggas yeah, are no, like, I get Yo, it, man, I that get it. Is, that makes his life, bro. Fire, bro. The whole cast is listening to it now. Bro. Huh? But we were playing around. I know, dog. DJ. Go <laughs> do that. Yeah, try it out. Like, even if you know, you don't really enjoy it, try it out. See how far you can go. You could yeah. even teach it to somebody at some point. Yeah. It's not that much of a an asset to you. Mm. And then, what would you say that you mostly love about photography, though? <clears throat> Honestly, I'm a very... I, I love detail. I love detail with my whole heart. But landscapes get me, so I'm literally like in the borderline. Like I'm just chilling there, trying to pick a side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love detail, but I love landscape as well. Yo, so yeah, okay, okay. I want the whole picture to be pretty, but there must be like specific points where it's like, yo, look there, oh, that's really nice. There that, too, yeah. Wow, that's nice. All that happened in one picture. As I say, that's yeah, like that's what I like, man, about photography like the answer though <laughs> no because it's it's always great you know people always consider photography as something you know that's very anybody can do it all you have to do is just click a button and that's oh, it yeah. which isn't you know the case there's so much that goes into work to it and you know yeah i think a lot of people need to appreciate and need to understand that this isn't a job that you just sit your ass down and like they say take click and take then that's picture. it you know, there's, they need to understand that, you know, photography is something of a skill, it's a passion. And, you know, um, to do it is a lot of hard work. It isn't something as, you know, a lot of people would see, you know, it's even I can do it in my sleep type of, you know, vibes. Okay, but my thing with that is that, like, today people have, like, we've watered it down ourselves through firstly having iPhones, with, oh, iPhones, my bad. <laughs> Having phones with really dope cameras. Yeah. Red yeah. iPhone, but I get what you say. Samsung. iPhone being. Yeah. One being of the, 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 the top quality. Top, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yes. That's the benchmark, obviously. Oh, yeah. 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 Even though Samsung are like, excuse me. And like, I, um, I feel like oh, Samsung man. cameras are also really dope. It's just that iPhone is liked more because it has like some extra like saturation. The colors pop out a little more. All yeah, right. You know, it looks. It looks. looks yeah. Yeah. Think is the way they process the images out but whatever like the fact that we have phones means that anybody can take a picture right yeah. ah, so okay. that so would that, that would give like one the idea that yeah but i could become a photographer if i can take a picture yes you can but do you have the skill to do you have the eye for it do you have the knowledge for it as well yeah, yeah no i do get it because i do bump into people who be like ah thug you don't have this is not a real job in fact, pass me the camera. They take a couple of snaps and be like, okay, you done, you done with the camera. Cool. And when I go to a random person and say, okay, go to the pictures and tell me the ones you like. And the ones that that person just took, it just being slip past, slip past, get yeah. to my picture. Hey, I don't know why, but this, this, this is a really nice picture. Mm. What happened the other side? You no, know? no, it makes sense. No, I... I think you're right that the access to phones has made it seem like photography is just a very easy, you know, job that anybody can end up doing Mm. at the Mm. end of the day. And it's just something that, you know, we have to appreciate and realize that your phones are only the tip of the iceberg compared to what photographers actually have to go through to make sure that they get this perfect shot that everybody around the world would admire and love for centuries you know because Mm. again at the end of the day pictures are there for centuries you know we always think we always take a picture and it's just there but 100 years from now uh, somebody might be looking back at it and they'll be like wow Mm. so this is how it was or this is how this was you know all of this type of thing so yeah i always think you know somebody should always just appreciate photographers because i don't know they're always going to change the world 
mm. and how we see the world. Yeah, but you know what it's also a thing of, right? It's like where people would say, say you look at photography the way you look at the access that we have on social media, right? Say, mm. Even say with platforms like SoundCloud, where everyone has, say, has access to making a song, everyone's able to have their own backroom studios, everyone's able to yeah. do this and that. Yes, it feels like a lot of the stuff is going to be watered down. Mm. But that's always the case. Right, because even say looking back in time, say how new genres were formed. You look at say your hip hop and all that. Exactly. Trying to find that particular sound in the beginning is like okay, we don't want to make disco music anymore. We want to make our own type of sound, but we're gonna take from elements from all these elements. Yeah. Your soul, your this and that, until you know, okay, this is hip hop. Mm. Right. So it's gonna need to go through that process, but during all that watering down, there're gonna be people who try and refine it underneath. To make it what it is, exactly that makes it stand up, and it becomes essentially what you mean. Well, what I'm understanding there from what you're saying is, um, essentially, it could be a subgenre of photography, of yes. professional photography. Yeah, you, feel me? you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's a thing of now say because, especially with South African black parents, because entertainment in SA is not as big as it is in the states, anywhere else. Actually. No, yeah, right. Hmm. No, but say even in in Europe or. Africa basically entertainment isn't cause of say the access to the internet and all these things where from in a, an American point of view or the western world mm. it's easy to record and put it up yeah so it's e- people can get access to yeah, it's accessible your stuff it's, it's accessible like it's easy to get things on it's easy to get things from yeah so like, this, this side is like yeah. even if you want to have a YouTube channel or a podcast a lot of people don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah, true. So maintaining. So, so you try and tell people it's like, hey, bro, listen to my podcast. Watch my. I don't have Wi-Fi. And it's always the case, like, but you know, you can always download it or to listen yeah, offline. But yeah. it's like, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. 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 I want to go to photography school mm. and study this as a profession. It doesn't now have to be as a black kid. You ha- you have to go do law. You have to go do this thing. You have to... But it's not even, say, taking away from those professions. Mm. We don't have to have everyone become musicians. It's like, don't downplay all these other fields. Like, yeah, go do something that you like. Man, someone might just like law. Yeah, true. They just might be love finance. They might love all these things. So not everyone has to be a musician, not everyone has to be behind the camera or go act or go do photography. But kids can can stand out and say, but this is what I want to do with my life. Mm. Just like saying, you can pick to go do law because you, that's what you want to do with the rest of your life. You, it doesn't have to be because it pays well. Ah, but that's the thing. Like right? We've been accustomed to that. We've been accustomed to that mindset. because You, you first think in black text. I first got to have to sex. feed the family. Uh. So I gotta have to I have to do this, so the family's able to survive or pay back whatever was used to raise me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you're able to say, no, you know what? Even if I do photography, um, it's I can make proper cash from it. Mm-hmm. I can go. People five years from now, you wouldn't have thought people would be okay. I wanna go make music after school. Yeah, exactly. exactly. As a professional career, dude. Right, straight from high school. Your nasty season, your Aries, boom, finish. You know, yeah. you get what I'm saying. So yeah. it wasn't looked at from that angle. Where now that the industry's growing, as much as you're gonna have a flood of things that won't make it, mm. or things that look like they're popping, it's gonna push the ones underneath that really love the craft to actually get to push it to new heights. Yeah, yeah. Right, just like in hip hop, mm. even though people wouldn't admit your your first that major star MC Hammer <laughs> of course we had your MC Hammer we were able to say in hip hop to have your Kanye's your Drake's and all these guys we had to have had your MC Hammer's and then we were able to have say your run DMC's mm. right but MC was the first the guy with the Pepsi ads the, the endorsement deals all those things that basically make up what the culture is now yeah the things that basically like took took hip hop to new heights yes and yeah. back then a lot of people were fighting yeah but it's not hip hop mm. because of the type of sound like yeah but he's not making he's making like dance dancey songs mm. but it's hip hop the thing is he was trying to break new ground that's what he did exactly 
Like this niggas are tipo, but the performances were what just like say when you look at your Travis Scott, mm. how, how Travis puts on a performance with his shows. Like you want to go to Travis's show because when you see that guy performing it's like, "Whoa." Like you feel like you're on ecstasy just looking at the homie dude. <laughs> just listen to That's the music. how it should be, you know. Yeah, That's how it exactly. should be though. So it's like as much as like I'm saying they are where people feel like, "Yeah, you guys are watering down." Sure. But it also helps elevate they get you need that push mm. to say yeah but we don't want if you want something done go do it yourself mm. go and show that you push the ground uh, the game to a new frontier of some sort mm. so it's like okay you know, it makes sense though let's push no it really does make sense mm. to be honest I'm aware man <laughs> like there's so many deep things that you have to always come here with Lucy like you know when you say <laughs> the podcast he's going to be saying something No, totally you have to be able to look at life from that don't in another like, persp- uh, yeah. perspective in a way just because so. you hate someone doesn't mean you can't learn something from them yeah, yeah, that like, because I don't like Jay it does not take or make Jay any less talented mm. it's like ah but Kendrick sucks because you, you don't like him mm. like yeah that's fine but you can't take away from the fact that the guy's a dope rapper yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. like him that's, yeah, that's, that's fine yeah that's, that's your preference but On my side it's a different story. Yeah. Exactly. You can't take away the fact that can he rap? You see. So like I was also saying the same thing to Pablo. I was sharing with Pablo the other day. Mm-hmm. Who's Pablo? Buse. Remember the homie we went to go and get the mic from? Oh, Pablo. Pablo yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a guy named Pablo. Yes. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> yes. Um No, hence why I was like trying to get the story Pablo. What? Okay. This But anyway. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not even what I was thinking. I knew you wouldn't uh, like nah. Uh, not that how far. do you know? How do you know? He's dead number know. one. Maybe I knew him before. Yeah. In the all right. Life. All right. Maybe. It's a, that's that's a good theory though at the end of the day. <laughs> Keep the family close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, yes. This Pablo guy. Yeah. I was chilling with him and we were talking and I was explaining to him how I was like listening to touch my blood and like how mm. uh, just like it just hit me above yeah. the head like it was just like jeez dude this guy infused trap music with R&B elements and funk dude it's just this vibe the feel yeah yeah and it like what I noticed was his beat selection is very it has very similar sounds throughout the album but it's played with to the point where you can't really That doesn't matter when you're listening to it. Yeah. That's not the first thing that registers. But like no. you're saying, the feel of it, where like, mm. I think where guys argue was like, Nasty C is very is a, a very South African rapper. Mm. But someone was saying, it's not just a thing of, someone disagreed, right? Mm. And said, what what does Nasty have that you can't find in an American rapper? Mm. Right? Where someone was saying, if you speak in South African, you could even put AKA there. Yeah. Because it's not per se, you have to rap in Vanak. But the feel of the beat, yeah, your how you use your I, language, yes, yes, that's what's like. We know what he's speaking about, mm. and it certain connects. certain analogies or certain metaphors won't sit if you don't understand the culture of South, South Africa. Yes, right. Just like Fact. even certain, say, uh, jargon that say or slang that Americans use. Mm. If you don't understand that, it's like, what the hell is this guy this speaking guy talk about? about that. Until you understand. Oh, this is what he was talking about, type of thing. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what Wait. happened when I heard play with Cardi for my first time. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I was like, what the fuck is this guy saying? Until you understand what the guy is actually saying, like, oh, now are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, But, I was debating with Pablo. I was telling him, yeah, Flash My Blood is a great album. Yeah, and then he told me, yeah, have you listened to Short and Sweet though? I was like, yeah, I gave it a run, but I didn't really feel it. But I see what he did there. Yeah, you know, honestly, I'm not really a huge Casper fan. Great, great creative when it comes to like coming up with new ways to attack things or approach yeah. things, you know. But I appreciate his business mindset. Yeah, that's one thing. That's one thing I can take off my hat for. Like he is do, yeah, a yeah. real, real businessman, and he knows how to play his game when it comes to business yeah it knows whose target audience is how to get close to them and what moves to pull to actually like you know touch a soft spot yeah oh. and that's <laughs> you know that's what we always um, need in the industry or wherever we are in the world mm. so yeah no I just 
I don't know, listening to what you're telling me now, it's like that is something that we just always need mm. in general to make things so much better. Yeah, yeah I can see we're getting so uncomfortable because it's like so hot. What, what What is the temperature today anyway? I don't know. Though, like, we, we just know it's in the 30s, yeah, you, probably. You just know it's hot, bro. Uh, we, we're like, yeah, it's 30 <laughs> something. <laughs> what the heat is on? Like, nah, nah, yeah, it's, it's, it's hot. It's like, guys, like, what's, what's been happening recently? Like, with what? From, from the end of last year into the beginning of this year. There's this new heat that I'm hit with every day that I don't I don't remember growing up on this type of heat. Uh, warming, uh, oh wow, you took it out of my. Thank you for that. Yeah. Like it's like perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's global warming. Number one, number two, it's summer. End of story. Like ah, you gonna leave it there, man? But I get what you say. What else can we say? Because at the it end was of hot the, growing up, but it wasn't this. So yeah, wasn't yeah I get like it. This. Exactly. Like, but even but even it's our global winters, warming. Our winters went because. It's not as cold as it used to be as well. Yeah, that's the uh, thing. And it's getting well. worse and worse each year. Yeah, yeah. I understand. But simple terminology, it's global warming. Yeah, but again, you can't blame anyone. We messed the planet up. Hey, man. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I don't own a car, okay? So <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at it from this sense, like big but businesses you, especially, mm. right, where they'd contribute the most to the pollution. But it's like, yeah, but... Well, what are you guys going to do to us? Yeah, well, you're still buying the mm, products that we make anyway. That's true. Yeah, well, you, you guys have become so dependent that even if we say, yeah, but this is killing like 2 million people a year. Ah, as long as I'm, I'm not a step, man. <laughs> Bring on that enterprise. <laughs> you get me? It's like, hey, man, we, we can't eat Pallone, yeah? Mm, man. Can't eat Pallone. Yeah, no, we, we have tea. No, no, because uh, is like part of the black. Say that thing happened to bacon. Ah, yo, dude, yo, what? yo, 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 man, it would have been the end yeah. of the world. It's over in Draco, bro. If I die, I die. Nigga. <laughs> I'm eating bacon. It's <laughs> gonna be the end of the world, dude. <laughs> if I die, I die, boy. Like, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Bacon, nigga. Nah. B- bacon is life. Man. I just need that little bit of swine, man. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, yeah. like, thank you for coming into the podcast. Like, this episode was hopefully inspiring, entertaining. And it was a bit on the very serious side. I, I don't know. I think it was the heat that, that ruined my 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 sense of humor today. <laughs> but it was it was really great having you. So guys, be like Jay, walk and cycle to work. All right, we gotta save this planet. <laughs> we only have one planet, and we're dying of heat. And in the northern hemisphere, you guys are dying of the cold right now. So please contribute to what Jay is saying. Walk and cycle. I'm, I'm ditching this plan. I will Elon Musk, bro. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah There's Elon, Elon Musk, by the way. Yes, yes. E- Elon, yeah. if you're li- listening to this, we've already booked our flight to where are we going to SpaceX, bro. Uh, SpaceX. No, no, SpaceX. And also, and also like you know, like a an Android for me, so I can move my brain into it when everybody else does. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's a psychopath talk. <laughs> It's a psychopath talk, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the recording, though. This is fine, yeah.